This is Linux Reality, Episode 6, Linux ISOs. Hello everybody, this is your host, Chess Griffin. Welcome back for Episode 6 of Linux Reality. We've got a lot of uh, good stuff to talk about and... Um, also want to thank everyone for um, um, taking up my call to arms and uh, putting their pins on that Frapper map. We're now over 200, so that's really cool. That's so many more than I would have thought. And, um, you know, if you're listening and you haven't done it, uh, please do it. So please go to linuxreality.com, click on Frapper map, and then you can learn about it and put your little virtual push pin there on the, uh, on the world map and let us know where you're from. All right, uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, Linux ISOs, you know, and that is the CD-ROM image that you need to get in order to be able to eventually boot uh, to the CD and start Linux, whether it's a live CD or whether it's, you know, you're installing Linux to the hard drive. So this week we're going to talk about where to get Linux, basically, you know, where to get these uh, CD-ROMs, where to download them, the different types of options that are available. So, uh, before we do that, let's uh, check out some feedback, and um, I think we've got some pretty cool stuff to check out this week. Message for you, sir. Okay, you know, I, last week I had mentioned that I had been asking for some audio feedback and hadn't received any yet, but uh, this past week I did get one. First one, and it was from Milton. Thank you, Milton. You will... Go down in history as the first audio feedback sent to Linux Reality, so I really do appreciate it. So let's check out uh, Milton's feedback. I had to trim it a little bit, um, but let me, let's check it out. And, oh, and by the way, Milton acknowledged in his email to me when he sent this MP3 that he accidentally called me Gary at one point. So don't worry about it, Milton. No big deal. All right, here's his feedback. All right, well, see, that's pretty cool. Um, I like getting that audio feedback. So for for everybody else, you know, see how Milton did it? That was perfect. That's exactly what I was kind of looking for. I'm kind of thinking, you know, maybe keep it 30 seconds to a minute, you know, at the most. I mean, the whole show really is only supposed to be about less than 30 minutes. So, you know, um, just kind of try to keep it short, say who you are, and, you know, and then feel free to ask a question or whatever. So, um, but Milton, to your uh, specific points, um your idea on doing a show about how how I put the show together, that's not a bad idea, and that's probably something I will put together at some point. I do mention on the FAQ there on the website that the uh, primary program I use is an open source 
audio editor called Audacity, and it's a really great program. Um, it's available for uh, Windows, uh, Mac, and Linux, which is pretty pretty neat. Um, it certainly doesn't have all the features of some of the real high-grade commercial applications out there, but it works very well. But, you know, I do some recording. Sometimes I'll use that. Sometimes I'll use my iRiver, and then I'll use Audacity to put it together. And then I'll use some command line tools um, to kind of finish things up. But I think that's a good idea. I think maybe I will get to that. And also, Milt, my th- I thank you for your comments on the distributions and, and what you prefer and, and GNOME and all that. I had touched on the different distributions and the different desktop environments, and those are definitely things we're going to really explore in depth. And um, I think it's great that you found what you what works for you, and that's what's really important. So uh, thanks, Milton, for sending, sending that audio feedback. And let's see what we got next. Uh, all right, got, let's see. Got an email here from uh, John, and um, he said here, uh, uh, I've listened to the first four shows now, and they are wonderful. I wish they had been around one and a half years ago when I started using Linux, which was a real struggle because I wasn't even a Windows or Mac user at the time. He goes on to say, I just have two short comments. The first is that Ubuntu, as far as I can tell, is pronounced Ubuntu. Um, I mean, you can really say it however you want. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Let me stop right there. He, he, he goes on, and I'll read the rest of it in a second. A couple other people picked up, picked up on that, and I guess I say Ubuntu, and I guess you're supposed to say Ubuntu. That's probably correct. I, I probably am saying it wrong. I just, it's sort of, it's ingrained. I don't know. I'll try to change it, but uh, I don't know if I'll be able to. And he goes on to say, the second thing is I definitely like to hear mention of Linspire because it was the only distro that did everything out of the box for me. That along with the fancy user interface and CNR, that stands for click and run, makes it the smoothest transition for those coming from the Windows world. I know that it's down on the DistroWatch hit list, and many Linux aficionados hate Linspire, but for me, it pretty much saved my newbie behind, and I'm forever grateful. Thanks again for a great show. Um, well, John, yeah, um, Linspire is definitely uh, one of the distributions we're going to look at. I certainly don't hate it. I think it's an excellent distribution for new users. I think it's got a lot of great qualities, and the click-and-run repository that we'll talk about when we get to it really is a fantastic feature. It makes installing uh, software very, very easy. So. Thanks, John. And before I get to the last email I'm going to read is um, one other thing about Ubuntu or Ubuntu. Uh, Somebody pointed out correctly that, and I was going to mention this last week, that when I was talking about the live CDs, that I mentioned that the um, live CDs for Ubuntu are not installable. I mean, in other words, it's just a live CD. You don't install it to the hard drive, and that is true. However, um, Dapper Drake, the next version of Ubuntu or Ubuntu, will have a live CD that can be installed. So that is uh, excellent news. So I just wanted to pass that along. All right, and then last one here. Um, this was great. Uh, he said, uh, Chess, I found your podcast this week, and I just need to write and thank you for your efforts. Uh, being that I've only been using Linux for a month or so, I'm finding it very helpful and informative. You're doing a great job with the content as well as the audio quality, as, as well as the audio quality. I enjoyed the most recent episode covering distroversions. While it may not have been, quote, sexy, it was great to hear. Um, I really enjoy background information and would most likely have missed out on a lot of that as I tend to skip right to the forums for some power searching these days. Great work. Keep it up, and thanks for the tips on other podcasts. The edutainment improves the commute tenfold. Again, that's from Matt. And, Matt, thanks very much. Um, folks like you, that's you are the primary audience new users, um, people who've never used Linux, 
And so I'm really, really glad to hear that you're finding it really helpful. So, um, so that's, uh, I guess, wraps up for the feedback this week. I got a lot of other me- email, um, and um, I'm really very appreciative of all the email that everybody sends. I, I'm sorry I can't read it all on the air, but I do try to, I try to respond to everybody, and, um, and it's just been fantastic. I've gotten emails from people who are, you know, using Linux for 10 or 15 years or system administrators and stuff, and they think it's great. And I, in fact, one, one fellow, and, and um, maybe I'll read one more here, but um, uh, Scott sent me an email saying that he's going to be teaching a workshop on open source uh, in Montana, and he wanted to include some of the episodes on the CD-ROM he was going to include for the attendees, and he asked if that was okay. They're also going to be distributing copies of Ubuntu. So I thought that was great. Of course, I told him, go for it. I mean, all this stuff is available for that kind of thing. So that's very cool, Scott. All right. I said I'd move back, move on here. So we do need to move on because we do have a lot of stuff to talk about with Linux ISOs. Okay. Um, this topic is pretty important, and it's another one of these pretty basic ones. People who've been installing Linux for a while are going to know everything that I'm going to say. Um, but for people who have not, I think this will be really helpful. What we're going to be talking about today is basically how to get Linux and how to put it onto a CD. And really that second step presupposes that you don't get Linux one of, one of another one of the other ways. Let me let me explain what I mean. To install Linux onto your computer, you need to have the CD-ROM. Just like with Windows, you know, if you bought a PC, if you bought a Dell, it came came with a bunch of CDs, one of which was Windows and it was probably actually what's called a Dell Rescue Disk or System Restore or something like that, but it's a CD-ROM, and it has Windows on it. Well, that's the same thing you need to do for Linux. You need to get that CD-ROM. And so the first place, of course, uh, probably the place that a lot of distributions would prefer that you go first is to the distribution and consider buying it from them. Um, not every single distribution sells copies of the distribution, um, meaning physical CDs, but some do. And those that do, sometimes they sell them as a download, and some even sell them in the stores. And of course, it depends on your country and it depends on which stores. Uh, very few of them do these days. I remember when I first started using Linux, it was really cool because some of the local computer stores would have Mandrake and Red Hat and SUSE and... Um, gosh, I can't remember several others. I remember uh, Corel, Corel maybe. I don't remember, but there were um, there were a lot of different there were a lot of different distributions that were for sale, and uh, unfortunately, you'll see that one that does pretty much the notable exception these days is SUSE Linux. So if we go to DistroWatch, we've been doing this the last three weeks in a row. Um, click on SUSE Linux just so you remember what it looks like. This one, um, they they do end up selling their boxes of CDs in the store. And looking at that chart, remember we talked about this last week, you can see that the current version is, is 10.0, released last October. They're getting pretty close to release a new version. Uh, if you see a box in the store now for SUSE, it's going to be the one released last October, um, which may be fine. I mean, it's an excellent distribution regardless. But the best thing about the boxes, you know, the retail package of SUSE Linux is what comes with it. 
I mean, it comes with manuals and a beautiful CD holder, and it's just, you know, a poster to walk you through. It's fantastic. It is top-notch. It is the greatest Linux distribution package that I've ever seen, and I've bought several different ones over the years. Um, so some of these distributions will sell, sell, you know, CDs to you. And Mandriva, if you click on them and if you go to their website, they sell copies of their Linux distribution that you can purchase. And I think you have it so you can download it or you can buy like a box, you know, kind of like the SUSE box. It's just that it will be shipped to you. You know, you can't go to a store and buy Mandriva, I don't believe, at least I should say in the United States. Basically, it, all these things I'm talking about applies to the United States as far as retail purchases. Um, some of these um, uh, distributions, uh, of course, have, you know, donations. I mean, they ask you for a donation in order to purchase uh, the CD, but you don't have to. An example of that is Mepis. If you click on Mepis and then let's go to their particular website, um, you can see that basically what you're looking for is the downloads section. And so on the Mepis homepage on the left-hand side, right under more info, you'll see download. And um, they talk about, you know, the very first list, you know, thing there is buying the CDs from Mepis. But then they say they also have free versions that you can download. So... Um, you know, the first thing to think about is whether or not you want to purchase CDs from somebody or from one of the distributions directly. You know, a lot of people think that's a really good idea because the money, in theory, goes directly to the distribution and you're supporting it. Um, but, you know, not everyone and not everyone can, can afford to, of course, purchase the CDs. And not every distribution sells CDs. Um, so another thing option in order to get CDs of distributions is to go to, uh, uh, they have these online retailers that sell you CDs of Linux distributions. And there's really pretty much pretty plain. It doesn't come with any packaging or anything like that. It's pretty much, you know, the CD ROMs that they download for you and they sell them for minimal cost. If you go to DistroWatch and, um, Right now, at least, as I'm looking at the page, on the left-hand column, there are a couple, a couple, you know, there's some links to different places that do it. For example, on disk, that's, I'm sorry, osdisk, that's osdisc.com, and there's linuxcd.org, and there's a lot of others. I'll put some links to some others, but if you go to one of these sites, they sell you, for example, linuxcd.org, currently has um, PC Linux OS version 0.92, which is the current version on sale for $1.99, you know, plus shipping perhaps. SUSE 10.0 is currently $9.95, $10 basically. And again, plus shipping, I would, I would imagine, and maybe tax or something. But basically they download all the CDs for you. Now the difference in price is because some of these, some of these distributions come on one CD, like PC Linux OS, and some come on more than one. SUSE, as you remember we talked about, comes on five. So that $10 gets you five CDs. So it looks like it's more or less $2 per CD. So just to recap so far, your first option is to buy CDs, you know, physical CDs from your distribution. Um, some sell and some, some sell CDs, some do not. By the way, Ubuntu really has a neat thing. They have 
um, they will mail, I believe this is right, they will mail you a CD for free anywhere in the world. I think it takes a long time from what I've heard, but they will do it. And Ubuntu comes on one CD only, um, kind of like PC Linux OS. So uh, that's that's a great thing. The other good thing about these stores, these retail locations like OS Disk and Linux CD is that you know, there's a, there's some people that don't have broadband access, and if you, you know, downloading CDs, which is what we'll get to next, um, is, I mean, it, it's, you know, that's a big file. And if you have to download more than one, like SUSE Linux, um, it can take a long time if you don't have broadband. Even if you have broadband, it can take a long time. So um, these, these establishments like LinuxCD.org and OSDisk.com are very good. For, the, for those folks as well, uh, people who do not have broadband, it's an easy way to get Linux distribution CDs for, for relatively very little amount of money, uh, a few dollars. It's really not that much to pay. Um, so those are two options so far, purchasing either retail or purchasing from the, from the um, distribution directly. And the second option is purchasing from one of these third parties that basically have downloaded the CDs and, and, and created the copies for you. The third option is to download the distribution itself and burn it onto a CD-ROM. Now, the, um, the format, the file format of these disks is ISO, an ISO format. And um, you will see these in, you know, if you go to a distribution's web page and you you look for the link on download, and that will take you to the area of the distribution where you can download the CDs. An ISO is a, is a disk image. It's a single file. It's kind of like a zip file in the sense that it's a single file that's that has m- many files and folders within it. I mean, a CD-ROM of a distribution, when you put it in, when it's burned and you know and, and it's and it's right you know regular CD and you put it into your CD-ROM and look at the contents you will see a you know a file tree it's got lots of folders and lots of files and all of that well you're not going to download all those little bits and pieces one at a time it would take forever so what they what what you can do is you can package all that stuff up into an ISO file or and it's really it's a, it's almost like a, it's a snapshot image of the whole directory and the tree and the files and everything. And you download this single file, this single ISO file, and then you burn it onto a CD-ROM and your, um, you know, the CD burning program recreates the file structure and everything, um, from the file onto your burned CD, onto the blank CD. So for example, um, Keep picking on, on well, we, we've been picking on SUSE for a while. Let's pick on somebody else now. Uh, let's go to uh, Ubuntu, uh, number one there. And if you click on their homepage, um, you get to the Ubuntu homepage. On the right-hand side, you'll see About Ubuntu, Screenshots, and then Download. And by the way, let me pause right there. Right underneath it, see where it says Ship It Free CDs. That's where you can click and get the free CDs sent to you. But for now, let's click on Download. So you click on download. Okay. And it says here, downloading Ubuntu. And it says you can, Ubuntu Linux is easy to download. You can download a CD image and burn it yourself using a CD writer. 
That's what I've been saying. You can download the ISO file directly or join the torrent, and we'll talk about BitTorrent another time. Uh, it says the download of a single ISO CD image is around 600 megabytes. So that's a pretty big file. By the way, just as an aside, before you start downloading and burning CDs, you will need to have blank CD-ROMs, and I encourage you to get the 700 megabyte kind, not the 650, because some distributions pack a little bit extra, and they they bring it up pretty close to the 700 megabytes. So I would recommend getting this, the 700 megabytes. Okay, going back to the Ubuntu page. This is Ubuntu 5.10. As you remember, when we talked about version numbering, that's the recent version, the version released in October of 2005. And they have, you know, by region and by country, they have websites and where you can download the CDs. So I'm going to pick the very first one listed for United States. I'm going to click on that. And then that takes you to a page, uh, and now you're at a different website. It's a it's a mirror is what it's called, meaning it's a it's a website that provides space for Ubuntu's CD-ROMs for people to download. Okay, so if you look at this list, they have uh, install CD. That's if you want to do the hard drive install. It says right underneath it, the install CD allows you to install Ubuntu permanently on a computer. There are three images available, each for different type of computers. So you have the PC kind, the Mac kind, and then the 64-bit. And then there's another section about the live CD. So there you can download the PC version of the live CD. And you would just click on that link, and it's the file itself, and it would start downloading it, and you just save it onto your computer somewhere. Okay, so if you click your back button multiple times and get back to the main DistroWatch page, um, this same process applies to just about every other distribution. If you click on uh, PC Linux OS number 12 uh, on DistroWatch and then click on the website to take you to their homepage, when you get to the PC Linux OS homepage, let's take a look at it here. And sometimes every, obviously every site does it differently. And you got to look around. Oh, and then along the top there, it says download. There's a link for download. Okay. Takes you to a new page. And they describe, it turns out they have four different versions available. They have the PC Linux OS-P92, and that's their general release, and it says it works with most video cards. And then they have a second version that that's, contains 3D drivers for ATI cards. They have a third version, which contains 3D drivers for older NVIDIA cards. And then they have a third version, I'm sorry, a fourth version, that contains 3D drivers for newer NVIDIA cards. And at the very bottom, they have a big link that says Download PC Linux OS. So you just remember which one you want, and let's just say it's the first one, just the regular general release. You click on that link down there, for, and then it, there it takes you to a website, a page on iBiblio, I think. No, sorry, it's a mirror. But it takes you to a page where it has all the different versions so you would click on the PC Linux OS-P92.ISO, and that's their general release version of PC Linux OS. One last website I'm going to talk about is one I've talked about before called LinuxQuestions.org. And the reason I talk about them is that Jeremy, he's, as I think I mentioned, he's the fellow who runs that website. He has done an amazing job of 
of aggregating all the different mirrors for all the different websites. In other words, where to get these ISOs rather than having to visit each distribution's web page one at a time and clicking download, you know, you can go to the, the linuxquestions.org website and they have all the links in one place. So if you go to linuxquestions.org, on the main menu in the right-hand side, on the upper right-hand side, Oh, about halfway down the list of links, you'll see Download Linux. So if you click on that, you know, they have top 15 most popular, top 15 latest releases. That's just, you know, for people that are popular. But in the middle somewhere, and also on the left-hand side, you'll see a link to what's called Alphabetical List. So click on Alphabetical List, and there you go. you got an Alphabetical List of Distributions. I think that covers it for now, so I think it's time to wrap up the show. All right, well, hopefully you found this episode helpful. And, um, you know, as I said, for those of you who've been doing this for a while, uh, you have, you know, I think you know who you are. You probably have a stack of uh, Linux distribution install CDs going back a ways like I do. I think I've got some that are four years old or something, five years old. You know all this stuff. But for those of you that are just starting out and who haven't even done it yet, hopefully you have found this helpful. Please feel free to email me um, your questions, your feedback, your voicemail type audio feedback. Send it all to linuxreality at gmail.com. As I've said before, I really appreciate it. I love get it. I love getting it, and I try to respond to everybody. Um, and I really do. I really do thank you for sending those emails. They're really, really awesome. Also, um, check out the Frapper Map, and um, please, you know, make sure you're on there. And if you're not, please add your pin. All right, next week we're going to pick up right where we left off with these Linux ISOs, and we're going to say, okay, we've got a couple of them uh, downloaded and sitting on the hard drive. Now what? Uh, that is, we're going to talk about burning these ISOs to a uh, blank CD-ROM, the, you know, the, the CD-burning tools that are available in Windows and Macintosh, how to use them, um, what kind of blank CDs to get. I know we kind of touched on that a little bit, but we're going to talk about that some more and all that good stuff uh, that will lead us towards eventually doing that, burning a CD and starting it up. So please do stay tuned for that. This has been Episode 6 of Linux Reality. Please do stay subscribed. Please let your friends and family know about us. I really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again so much, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.